The following is a hoop ball presentation. NBA fantasy tragics. DFS guys and girls, welcome to another installment of the one and only Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Hey, happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Happy 2021. We're here. We did it. We survived it. We survived uh, a terrible year in 2020. Uh, Hopefully it wasn't too bad for everybody, but it's definitely been pretty challenging. And tell you what, that is done. We are through. Bye-bye, 2020. You are rear vision dust to us now, so <laughs> good riddance. And, uh, yeah, hopefully 2021 is a little bit better globally for everybody. My name's Brenton Eckersley. I'm your host for this Friday, January the 1st, 2021 ticket. Nice to be able to say uh, we welcome you from wherever you're listening all over the globe. I'm actually riding solo for this first card of the year. It is still late on New Year's Eve as I'm recording this uh, over in the States, and that's where most of my good DFS Today buddies are. So, yeah, we give those guys a break, let them celebrate properly, and I'll just take this one by myself. Uh, over here in Australia, we're actually well into New Year's Day. It's, it's the afternoon over here now, so I can tell you. Looking pretty good. 2021 looks good. So if you're still rolling in those last few hours of uh, 2020, I can tell you the outlook is bright. Uh, the team here at Hootball DFS today is absolutely stacked to the max this year. Uh, we have a, a heap of talent and a heap of knowledgeable guys uh, ready to help you with your DFS lineup. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting to start here in 2021. It's also uh, uh, pretty exciting when we have a 10-game slate. Uh, in front of us. Uh, there is a lot of fun to be had in this one. I'm going to break this down by myself. Hopefully we can smash it out fairly quickly. Uh, but before we jump into that whopping fixture, guys, uh, I just have to quickly mention one of our great, great sponsors here in my bookie. We love these guys, uh, mybookie.ag, and we would not be hootball DFS today without these guys showing us some love and taking us under their wings uh, last year and this year as well. So my bookie, the greatest place to place your bets. And you guys can go and find these champions at uh, mybookie.ag, as I mentioned. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys feasted on the MyBookie Turkey Day free play. That um, that one, uh, that little promo allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to $250. It was basically a free shot at trying to double your money. Uh, if you didn't get it in on that, then you seriously missed out. Don't fret, though. If you did miss on that, now is still the right time to get your skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. NFL playoffs, uh, we know who the teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's definitely not dif- too difficult to find some value in those NFL lines. So whether you guys might be a first-time customer, or maybe you've been playing my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they are- offer up every-, every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today, find that edge, and make your bet to get paid. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie, and when you do, use promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. So if you were planning to bet this season, this is just free betting money. It is winning season at MyBookie, so come on, join in the fun and win some cash while you're at it. So thank you there to our great friends at mybookie.ag. Okay, as I said, we've got a massive 10 games to get through tonight, so let's pile drive this sucker. Let's bang out some fantasy value for our wonderful, wonderful listeners out there in 2021 fantasy land. 
just a quick note here, guys, before we do jump in, that at the time of recording, I was unable to find um, game totals or spreads, uh, so maybe Vegas is uh, celebrating New Year's Eve a little too hard, but uh, we'll just jump straight past those and into the um, injury list for each uh, lineup, and we'll get started with uh, Memphis Grizzly versus... Memphis Grizzlies, there's more than one of them out there. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies versus Charlotte Hornets. Uh, that's a 7 p.m. ET time kickoff, one of the first games on the slate. Quite a few games start at 7 p.m. on New Year's uh, Day here. Uh, for Memphis, uh, questionable nobody, but we have a stack of outs. Uh, Jar Morant, obviously, out for some time. Jaron Jackson Jr. is still out. Justice Winslow, uh, DeAnthony Melton, Grayson Allen, and uh, some some ancillary, ancillary guys in Xavier Tillman, Killian Tilly, and Jonte Porter. Uh, for Charlotte, questionable Malik Monk. Not really in the rotations anyway, and Cody Zeller is still out. So, look, a nice game for us to target here. Value plays and probably a distinct lack of defensive power. Uh, that gives us a nice look in our first one. So, uh, obviously, with the un- unfortunate injury to Jar Morant, we can happily look at the PG spot against the Hornets. DeAnthony Melton is out. And that's a shame because I'd rather have him over Tyus Jones at 5,100 if he was playing. Uh, Going forward, Melton should be the backup point guard for the Grizz, but as he is still held out, Tyus Jones will be a decent play at 5,100 against the Hornets' backcourt. Uh, shooting guard, I rarely played Dylan Brooks. Uh, he's 6,300, but uh, at the moment, you know, I can see why people are playing him. Um, look, the issue for me is he just rarely does much except for score the ball. And if he has an off-shooting night, you can find yourself in trouble. He's not a terrible play. 6,300 is a little steep. He, he has been cleaning up the glass a little bit more of late and chipping in with some assists. So not a bad play. Probably limited upside there, though. Uh, Grayson Allen is out. So that's an interesting one. Um, he has been playing minutes. And we should probably see Desmond Bain come in here, the rookie, uh, and get some backup minutes at the shooting guard position. So at 3,700 on DK, and we always look at DK prices here on DFS today, in case you were wondering, uh, Desmond Bain does become a bit of a you know a dart player, a punt player that you can look at. I wouldn't be getting too excited over it, though. Kyle Anderson, though, that's that's something to get excited over. Uh, $6,000 on DK. Uh, Got to love what he's been serving up for us. Um, Kyle's been putting up 20-plus actual points and dragging down double-digit rebounds um, with a few assists on the side as well. Look, it's probably not going to continue once the Grizzlies are fully healthy, but while this is happening, just ride the wave, and, and especially in this matchup against the Hornets. The Hornets just let opposition power forwards have the run of it. So uh, the temporary starter for Memphis is definitely a pretty sweet play tonight at 6k uh, and his front court partner in, in Jonas Valanciunas he, he's one of my favorite fantasy targets uh, 8300 he just continues to get it done quietly he's not a big name center like some of the other guys that we like to talk about but uh, yeah definitely keep an eye on on Jonas uh, for the Grizzlies he's not he's not a massive upside type of play for me he, he, he's humming along nicely but you know it, it, it's tough um, to put him in the same bracket as guys like Anthony Davis or uh, Joel Embiid. He, he just gets it done nicely, night in, night out. 8,300, yes, uh, I think that's a great play. Um, when the when the Hornets have to start Bismack Biombo with Cody Zeller out, uh, yeah, Davey could do anything here. So 8,300 is a nice price. Okay, flipping over to the Charlotte Hornets. There's a heap of good-looking plays on this side of the ball as well. Uh, we'll start in the backcourt. Terry Rozier, 7K. Devontae Graham at 66. Uh, yeah, Rozier started the regular season absolutely sizzling, but it was on su- unsustainable shooting, and that's that's pretty much cooled off. Um, he's right around value at 7K, so yeah, I'm not overly interested in, in Scary Terry. Uh, Devontae's been solid without lighting things up anywhere, but hey, this is against Memphis Grizzlies, so so it, there is a spot here for um, 
Devontae or Terry to, to maybe go off a little bit. I, I like both of these guys. The pricing is not too bad, but I'll, I'll take Devontae Graham at 6,600 at the slightly reduced salary. Gordon Haywood, uh, 7,100 tonight, continues to give fantasy coaches a solid ride. Um, and we were even getting glimpses of uh, Utah upside. Utah Haywood. Um, so, yeah, 7,100. That, that price is a pretty solid pray, uh, play. Excuse me. He cooked the Brooklyn Nets for 28, 6, and 7 with 47 DK points. And the Cavs let him go for 28, 4, and 7 for 46 DK points a couple of nights before that. So, uh, look, Memphis do play the small forward pretty well but uh, and hold hold fantasy value down there a little bit. But we can still hop on Hayward here. Uh, he's got a nice, safe floor. Look, he's potentially a cash play more than a GPP play. Um, I, I could see myself playing him in both formats. Uh, I, I love the floor of Hayward. Uh, there is some upside here uh, any given night with that dude. Okay, so Memphis have been letting fantasy numbers through the door at uh, the power forward position. Um, PJ Washington is 5,600. I actually like Miles Bridges here at 5,700. PJ has just come off a stinker. He's probably due for a bounce back, but I just get the feeling Miles Bridges may be pushing into the minutes here. So um, Washington has been rolling along pretty well um, with returns around the 40 DK point mark. Um, uh, yeah, except for that last one against the Mavs, which was just terrible. Um, Miles Bridges, couple of nice games recently, putting up mid twenties returns in mid twenties minutes. Look, I wouldn't play both these guys in the same lineup, but yeah, playing against this team that gives up a stack of power f- forward fantasy numbers, uh, they might be a decent pivot, pivot playoff of each other. Uh, I wouldn't be stacking them both in the same lineup though. And that's pretty much all I have for Charlotte. Uh, I don't want anything to do with Bismack at the five. Okay. Moving on, uh, Boston Celtics versus Detroit Pistons. This one is also at 7 p.m. Eastern time uh, for Boston. Nobody is questionable, but out, of course, Kemba Walker is still out. We also have Javante Green out of no real consequence. Uh, Detroit, a couple of interesting ones here. Uh, Killian Hayes is coming up as questionable. So is Jalil Okafor uh, and out. Blake Griffin is out. So that's big news. Uh, Frank Jackson is also not playing for the Pistons tonight. I'll probably have most of the interest on the Boston side of things here. Uh, Detroit are just not good defensively, and and, and the the Celtics just have too many options for them to contain. I'm I'm a little worried about a blowout here. Um, I'm going to be a little bit careful with my salary given the matchup. Uh, I don't want to spend up too much on big guys who only play three quarters. So blowout risk is there. Just be careful. So for the Celtics... um, Boston kind of changed things up on Wednesday versus the Grizzlies and dropped Jeff Teague into the starting five. We need to really monitor the news before tip-off on this one. Um, Teague's at 4,200. Basically, whoever starts at this point guard spot is in play, whether it's Teague at 42 or Marcus Smart, definitely a higher salary at 6,300. I'd much rather take Teague starting at 42. Um, but there's also you know backup minutes here for Peyton Pritchard uh, at 3,700. And if, if we hear who gets the uh, the nod as the starting point guard, you can pretty much just plug them in. Um, Detroit have not been good at defending point guards so far. They're actually ranked second lowest in giving up DK or fantasy points to to, to um, shooting guards as well. So, look, I'd like to see how the starting lineup for the Celtics looks before I commit to anyone. Um, actually, apologies. Uh, they are second lowest in giving up DK points to shooting guards, uh, not highest. So, uh, yeah, I, 
I want to see who's in the point guard position. I do not want to play the shooting guard against um, this team. So if Marcus Smart happens to slide to the two at 6,300, he's probably a fade. Okay, the three position. So Detroit hold down the three position pretty well, pretty well for fantasy numbers. But it is Jalen Brown. Um, 8,100, it is a slightly risky play. I'm not really scared off by the matchup uh, of the Pistons on Jalen Brown, though. Uh, he's been putting up 40-plus DK points regularly, and, and he only dropped back to uh, the 30s, one game under the 40 DK mark against the Pacers in one of those back-to-back concept, uh, contests. So, look, he's obviously just coming off uh, <laughs> a massive stat line against the Grizzlies. I think he dropped 42 actual points against Memphis. Probably don't expect that here again, but 8,100, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I, I probably like Jason Tatum more, to be honest, and that's that's not usually the way I play these two guys. I'll usually take the guy who is cheaper, but Jason Tatum at 8,600, he's only a little bit more expensive than Brown. Um, I, I just think that... He could do anything against this Pistons front court. Uh, That front court for Detroit is a fantasy points sieve. So, yeah, look, we haven't seen an explosive fantasy game from Tatum yet that we were kind of getting used to last year, those 60-plus DK point kind of games. But it's around the corner. And and honestly, if it's going to come against anyone, it may come against the Pistons. Uh, So he's definitely worth a look at 8,600. Robert Williams at 4,500 as a backup play could be a nice value option tonight too. Uh, And that would probably be just thinking about out whether the blowout is coming. If you believe that Detroit can't possibly keep this close, um, then Robert Williams is a pretty nice play at 4,500 if he can get close to, you know, 25, 28 minutes. He's just the last guy in play, though. Uh, center spot, Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson, 4,600 and 4,200 respectively. I'm just going to pass on both of these guys. Um, I really don't want to play either of them. It is a complete minute split there. Uh, yeah. Just moving on, I think, uh, especially against Valanciunas. That's uh, that's probably not what I'm what I'm looking for. Okay, over to the Pistons. Um, yeah, I, I have no interest in this team whatsoever right now. There's probably a little bit of value with some starters coming in. I mean, Sadiq Bay, uh, thirty-one hundred, the rook- a rookie. I think he's a rookie. Rookie may come in and play uh, in the starting lineup instead of Blake Griffin while he is out. But I'm just that that just smells like a trap to me against Boston. Uh, I think I'll pass. Boston remain one of the stingiest defenses in the NBA. They give up almost no fantasy points anywhere. So, yeah, I think I can move on. Oh, Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley may be worth a look. Um, 5,700. He only played 24 minutes last game out against the Warriors. Yeah, I'm pretty much passing on D- Detroit. Mason Plumley, yeah, no upside. Um, Josh Jackson, 5,200. Honestly, no. Nah. Pass on the Pistons. Moving on to the next game. Uh, Miami Heat versus Dallas Mavericks. This game also kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So there's a few games uh, that we need to monitor very closely in in the first uh, lineup lock. Uh, Miami questionable. We have Kelly Olynyk and Gabe Vincent uh, out nobody. Uh, but the news today is that Jimmy Butler will probably play. So, look, just keep an eye on that. Uh, as of recording, he was just listed as questionable, but I think that's probably more probable. Uh, Dallas, questionable Maxi Kleber. That's going to be a problem for Dallas if Maxi Kleber can't go out because uh, Chris Stapp's poor Zingas is still out. So, look... Um, It's an interesting one. The Mavs have tied it up defensively as a unit, allowing uh, fewer actual points to the opposition than we saw last season in their initial matchups anyway, um, except for one game against the Lakers, (laughs) which was just a blowout of uh, epic proportions. I do actually like this one to stay fairly close. 
I'd like to see what Vegas thinks of it. Uh, I have a feeling that Dallas may may keep it closer than we think um, with uh, Miami, even though Miami are a tough defensive unit. So let's jump into the heat here. Uh, Goran Dragic at 6K. He had a nice bounce back game against the Bucks on Wednesday. Um, 26 minutes. He logged nine minutes in the game before that, which was really strange. Um, then came out, had 26 minutes and um, 35 DK points. So, uh, look, it's probably a little limited with the with the likely return of Jimmy Butler for, for Dragic. Um, he's still a decent target. Solid floor. Um, he's playing against the defense of Luka Doncic. So, look, he may be a little bit capped with, with Butler coming back, but he's still capable of 40 DK points any night. So 6K is not too bad a price tag. Tyler Hero, uh, well, that value at 6,500 is all tied to whether Butler plays. If Butler plays, uh, I don't want anything to do with Hero, um, especially against the one position where the Mavs have actually tied up fantasy points, and that is due to the addition of Josh Richardson in that lineup at shooting guard. So I'll just pass on Hero, um, and I think if Jimmy Buckets plays, I'm probably fading Dragic. I, I, I don't think I'll play either of those guys if, if uh, Butler is in. Um, Duncan Robinson at 4,400 is just too hit and miss for me to tangle with um, Avery Bradley. 4K, suiting up off the bench uh, a bit for the heat now, and he has got to, what, 21-plus DK points in each of his three games since Christmas Day. So that's right around value. Uh, Butler back. It's probably going to eat into Bradley's minutes. I, I just, yeah, it's just not a very unsexy kind of play, so we can leave it alone. Jimmy Buckets at seventy eight hundred himself. Uh, if he's out there, I'm probably just going to stay off him anyway. He's coming off an ankle injury. Uh, he may have his minutes restricted. He may not be uh, at full strength or full health in that ankle. So yeah, I think I'll just pass with him back. Andre Iguodala, no. Uh, Kelly Olynyk is questionable anyway, but no. Um, I will just. Place my money on the big guy here, um, Bam Adebayo at 8,200. 8,200 for Bam Adebayo. Oh, man. Uh, Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell. That's a that's a decent front court defense. They have been restricting fantasy output to um, the, the front court opposition, but honestly, neither of these guys stops Bam. Um, Adebayo had a couple of quietish outings against the Bucks and the Pels, but apart from those little anomalies, he's been closer to 50 DK points than 8,200, uh, the 8,200 salary suggests. So, uh, look, he just decimated the Bucks on Wednesday with uh, 53.5. Uh, I like Bam most nights. I think he can be deadly in the paint. It's just too much strength down low for Powell and Kleber. So 8,200, that's too pass, uh, too low to pass up for me on uh, Bam Adebayo. The Mavericks on the other side of the ball, as my eight-year-old goes running through the house, if you heard those, <laughs> those bumps and noises. Um, look, this is a tough assignment across the boards for the, across the board for the Mavs. Um, the Heat, just as usual, showing themselves tough against most opponents' um, positions. Uh, and especially for fantasy scoring. Luka Doncic, oh, man, 10-3, 10-3. Luka Doncic is always in play. There's no doubt about it, he's always in play, but 10-3 against the Heat. Uh, that's tough to stomach. Uh, I think there's much better value at the higher prices coming up. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm staying away from that price. It's it's price only, it's the matchup. Uh, he, he's only top 60 DK points once so far, looking down this list, so... You know he he can get close. He may get close here, but I'm I'm just not willing to risk it. I think I'll just pass on him. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. probably facing a bit of Jimmy Butler. That's not the play either. 
Josh Richardson, 4,900. Okay. Yeah, maybe against the Miami shooting guards, um, depending on who it is. If it's Tyler Hero out there, then, um, yeah, 4,900 is a decent decent play for Richardson. He doesn't have a great deal of upside, but uh, if you're playing cash lineups, I, I would, would definitely have a look at Josh Richardson there. Uh, I'm going to just skip across the rest of these guys. I think we've got a lot to get through, and I don't see Maxi Kleber or Dwight Powell doing anything for me tonight at all. Okay, I think that's three games down. Uh, Atlanta Hawks and Brooklyn Nets is the next one. This starts half an hour later at 7.30 p.m. Atlanta, questionable. Trey Young. Trey Young is questionable, and that's a problem. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is also questionable. So a couple of the young guns there. Uh, out, Danilo Gallinari. This is not looking good for Atlanta. Uh, Chris Dunn, Rajon Rondo, out again already. And Onkaya Onyeka Onkongu. <laughs> Hey, Santino, how you doing, man? Butchering names over here in Adelaide. Uh, look, oh, yeah, we got to look at this matchup during the week on a Wednesday, I think it was. Um, both teams scored over 140 actual points. That That is just nuts. A really, really fast matchup. Uh, I don't see why it slows down here. Um, Trey, questionable, is a slight worry. Uh, we'll have to work around that one as we talk through this, but honestly, just target this game. It's going to be fast. There's, there's very little defense on either side of the ball. This is a DFS dream come true, um, and we've got a couple of these games tonight, so um, if you like to um, game script and and look at totals and over-unders and pace, this is definitely one to, to target if you like to um, to get into the action that way. Alright, for the Hawks, it is straight to the man with the hair of a 60-year-old Trey Young. That hair, I don't know what is going on there, but man, this kid can play. Um, questionable now. Listed at 10-10 on DraftKings, which that, that almost takes all the value out of Trey Young. Um, even in this matchup on Wednesday where, where both teams went berserk and scored 140 plus points, I think he only got to 50. 53. So yeah, look, 10-10 uh, too much for... Um, for Trey Young there. There's definitely better value at high prices here. And honestly, two of them are on the other side of the ball. So I'm just walking away from Trey. Cam Reddish got the start on Wednesday. Uh, he should get he should get the start again here. Um, I would have thought, especially if um if uh Trey is questionable. Uh at 4700, Reddish is probably in play. It's a crazy paced matchup. Um DeAndre Hunter will be in play as well at 5200. Both these guys Actually, just just having a look here, both of these guys missed a few shots on Wednesday um, against this Nets matchup. So I think both of them can give us higher returns than we saw on the last one. Um, Reddish is a value play. Hunter is a middling kind of play. I'd probably lean towards Hunter, who is questionable. Keep that in mind. Um, if Hunter suits up, I, I do like him a little bit more than Reddish. Um, I think he has just more upside. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 5,400. He came off the bench uh, against the Nets on Wednesday. Honestly, I want him as I want him announced as the starter. Uh, if he start, if he starts and comes in for either you know Hunter who's questionable, or maybe they rejig the lineup if Trey Young sits and and Bog, Bogdan comes in. Fifty four hundred is great for a starting player against the Nets. I, I don't really want much to do with him if, if he's coming off the bench. Uh, maybe a pivot play. Maybe a pivot play away from you know Cam Reddish. Um, play Cam in one lineup. Play Bogdan in the next. Couldn't hurt. It is going to be high-paced, and there's going to be a lot of fantasy points out there for us to grab. John Collins at power forward. I, I had a feeling this guy was due. Um, he just smashed the nets on Wednesday for 30 and 10 boards. Um, 
had some peripherals as well. Look, even even with Clint Capella now back in this rotation, um, Capella's going to be on minutes limit uh, still. He's only getting to 19 minutes at the moment. There's still minutes at the five available for John Collins. Um, yeah, he's been outputting fairly low fantasy numbers. Well, that was never going to stick, not for this guy. Uh, he's too good. 7,200 price tag. There is still room for upside there, and we just saw what he's capable of when he's on, and that was against this same team. He got to 48 DK points on Wednesday. 7,200, 48 DK points. You do the maths. Clint Capella at 5,500 is, yeah, as we mentioned, still going to be on a minutes limit. Uh, look, if he starts working up more towards 25 minutes at 5,500 for Capella, that may be showing a little bit more value, but yeah, while he's on this 19 or 20 minutes uh, playing time, I just don't want anything to do with him. All right, moving across to the Nets side of the ball. I mentioned Trey Young at 10-1 was too expensive when there's some other guys in this docket who are almost $1,000 cheaper um, or, you know, just slightly cheaper than that, who are going to ball out and we don't have a questionable tag. And yeah, it's two guys in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant facing Atlanta back the other way. Uh, Kyrie Irving at 9,300, that is crazy cheap. Um, he couldn't find the range against the Hawks um, for three quarters. Basically, just could not get the ball in the net for three quarters. Um, but dragged himself through to 41 DK points after coming alive in the final quarter and just, just torching the Hawks for 12 minutes. Um, 41.5 DK points, and he shot 27% from the field. So, look, that is not going to happen again. It's certainly not going to happen again against the Hawks. You can play Kyrie all day, every day in this in this matchup. Um, look, when this guy misses 17 field goal attempts, 17 misses, and still gets to 40 DK points, that's the guy I want to play in the back-to-back matchup. Uh, straight over to Kevin Durant as the other high-priced guy on this team. Uh, 9100 is he 9100 or 9600 no 9100 yeah look sorry but didn't this man's achilles tendon literally explode not that long ago i don't know maybe i dreamt it 63 fantasy points versus the hawks this week and here we go again as long as he's playing right now i'm just playing kd in my lineups in heavy percentages 9100 is crazy stuff just eat the chalk eat that chalk and move on um we can we can play both those guys in the same lineup and just play them right through your lineups Karis Levert, 7,100. Um, yeah, that's starting to get high. Uh, look, I love Levert coming off the bench. I like him more that now that Spencer Dinwiddie is out. Um, I don't like him when both KD and Kyrie are playing, though, and 7,100 is steep when both those dudes are going to be running out there. If we hear news that one of them is out, then Karis Levert is the automatic plug-and-play. He's probably going to start. Or he'll come off the bench and soak off, soak up a stack of usage there. But 7,100 starting to get a little bit much for him. Uh, Joe Harris, I don't play Joe Harris. Uh, 5,300. Look, he had 33 DK points uh, against, against, sorry, against Atlanta on Wednesday. Uh, it took six three-pointers dropping to get there. I'll just pass on that. Um, Torian Prince, 3,400. i tell you what, it's a brave man who can go there. 16 and 19 DK points in the last two for Prince, but I can't do it. Uh, he has burned me way too many times. Center spot. Oh, this this hurts my head. Uh, Jarrett Allen could just be anything if he didn't, uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective and from a player perspective, if he just didn't const- constantly find himself stuck behind other centers. So uh, get out of the way, DeAndre Jordan. Please let this man feast. Yeah, it's not. I know it's not happening. It's just not going to happen. But but 24 minutes on Wednesday against the same Hawks lineup for 33 DK points. That's just 
wow, that's that's wow. Uh, 15 points, 13 rebounds, no peripheral stats. Um, and that's an, an anomaly in itself, the, the lack of peripheral stats. Look, I hate this guy being stuck behind DeAndre Jordan, but Kyrie and KD are getting their way. Uh, a guy can wish, I guess, it's it's not happening for Jarrett Allen right now, and that's my Jarrett Allen rant. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to the next game, I need to just drop in a little message about one of our sponsors, and that sponsor is Manscaped. Manscaped, happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped, and from Hoopball DFS today. Support for DFS today is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, uh, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could make you feel this good? Everyone knows Manscaped has the per- perfect package 3.0 for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. I'll just do that again. Uh, complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. There's the read. With the same signature scent that's in all of the Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. It is calming and inviting. This, this signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver. What is vetiver? Dan, Bespris, please WhatsApp me and tell me what vetiver is. And, uh, and it also ties in a woodsy masculine finish. This is a 50ml spray cologne. Uh, it is hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. Also, be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the famous Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and crop formulations. Uh, Now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It is time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. That's HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Your body will thank you. Okay, a little break there, guys. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> just had to take a little sip of water. Uh, I've been talking for some time now. It does tend to dry your throat out. So we're back. Um, next game up is Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that has blowout written all over it, doesn't it? Um, anyway, for Chicago, questionable none but out. Lowry Markinen, Tomas Sataransky, and Chandler Hutchison. Milwaukee, questionable nobody. Out, Tori Craig. We definitely have to be careful of the potential blowout here. Um, there's some big names on it, um, though, so let's just get right into it with the Bulls' backcourt. So... Milwaukee, middle of the table right now for giving up fantasy points. They're not quite as stingy as they were last season, um, especially against point guard and shooting guard, middle of the table. So I don't know. That, that probably stifles me using Kobe White or Zach Levine too much, too, too much. Um, yeah, Drew Holiday is a gun defender. Dante DiVincenzo is a, is a gun steals accumulator. Uh, the Bulls are turnover prone. Oh, oh, what do we got here for prices? Kobe White, 6,400. That's only right around value in a tough matchup. I'm probably passing there. Zach Levine at 7,600. Should still get his shots up against DiVincenzo. Uh, he has had a good start to the fantasy season. 40-plus DK points in three out of the five games I can see here. Look, it's just a tough, tough assignment against the Bucs. Uh, I'll probably just look elsewhere. I don't mind playing some Levine tonight. Uh, his, his big outputs have 
come against lower quality defensive units, and and that is not the Bucks. So yeah, largely a no uh, on the backcourt guys for the Bulls for me. Pretty similar story for the Bulls wings and front court. Uh, the Bucks are tough. They just hold most positions in check when it comes to fantasy production. So uh, it's hard to find value here. Uh, Harry Market and out. Otto Porter will start, but I'm not going there. Patrick Williams has been uh, a little bit of chat about Patrick Williams as being a, a pretty good rookie, but for, for fantasy uh, points, it's just not there. So look, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, that's that's a spot you, you can target um, the Bucks centers. Definitely, um, Robin Lopez. Sorry, Brooke Lopez. Obviously, um, is having a pretty down season to start twenty the 2021 season. He is looking a little lost out there. Uh, not the same player we saw last year. And defensively, yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., look, hit and miss. I'm probably leaving all of the balls on the board here and just moving on. Uh, for the Bucks, it is a different story on this side of the ball. The Bucks are going to monster the balls. Um, there is that risk of blowout. But, hey, if there's a blowout, and we know who's going to do the blowing out, we know that there have to be fantasy points there to get to that point. So, look, I'd want to be a little careful spending up on guys like Giannis here. Um, what's he listed at? 11,000. That's, uh, yeah, whoa. Uh, okay, that is that is a no from me. Uh, I, I like the fact that he could absolutely demolish the Bulls, but I don't like the fact that we may only see 24, 26, 27 minutes here. It's, it's um, yeah, scary. Uh, he, he might get to... 50 DK points, and if he does, more for me. Um, I'm just going to, yeah, we've already touched on guys who are nearly $2,000 cheaper than that who may have the same fantasy output in Irving and Durant, so I don't see the point in paying that much for Giannis. Uh, have him in one or two lineups um, just in case the Bulls keep it close, but I wouldn't be going crazy on him. Um, let's look at the backcourt for the Bucks. Drew Holiday, 6,600. Yeah, I like that. Um, he is an all-round fantasy dude. Uh, he gets steals, he gets boards, uh, assists, as well as scores. Um, interestingly here, Holiday's had more DK points against the good teams like the Celtics and the Heat, uh, and then dropped back to mid-20s against the Warriors and the Knicks. So the Bulls... Mm, Look, I don't expect that to be a continuing trend. I think he's he's in play sixty six hundred. Um, I, I like, I like that. Uh, there, there's a little bit of value left there. Um, Dante Divincenzo, Divincenzo at uh, fifty one hundred. No, I'll just leave that alone. He's the GPP guy. Um, yeah, small amount of upside playing the Bulls. He, if he gets his shots off and makes some, um, yeah, uh, fifty one hundred though. That that's starting to get a little too much. Chris Middleton, oh man, 7,700, are you kidding? Uh, this guy has been legit balling out to start this season. Second on the Bucks roster for DK points, um, DK points behind only Giannis. Uh, I don't see what slows him down much here. Um, Patrick Williams and Otto Porter and the wing defense for the Bulls has been pretty good. They've been holding uh, fantasy production in check a little bit, but honestly, they haven't faced a team like the Bucks yet. Uh, they have played Golden State, the Hawks, the Pacers, and then Washington twice. So, uh, yeah, I expect the uh, fantasy points at small forward to go through the roof here. Uh, I've been playing Middleton every time he suits up at this DK salary, 7,700. This guy's torching that. I'm just going to continue playing him while the salary is down there. Uh, the only the only concern is that blowout, but I'd rather pay for him than 11K for Giannis. Thank you. Uh, there is a little value play here in Bobby Portis. I don't uh, believe I'm saying that out loud. Um 
4,500, I've never been a fan of Bobby Portis as a basketball player uh, or a fantasy guy. But look, 4,500, if this does get ugly early, Portis is a guy we can look at. Uh, He's been getting minutes in the mid-20s anyway, and if he comes out and plays 28, 30 because of a blowout, he actually has been putting up more than one um, fantasy point per minute while he's out there this season. So look, He's worth a look. Uh, yeah, playing the blowout game is risky. So, um, forty-five hundred. It's the it's against the Bulls. Is that a revenge hashtag revenge game? I think it might be. Yeah, it's not too bad to play at forty-five hundred. All right, that wraps up that one, dudes. Uh, Washington Wizards versus Minnesota Timberwolves at eight p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this should be fun. Uh, Washington, questionable Russell Westbrook. I would not expect him to play on a back-to-back, uh, playing as we speak. Um, and Minnesota, question. Oh, sorry, no one out for Washington. Minnesota, questionable none. Out, Carl Anthony Towns and Josh Okogie. It's a fun little matchup. There's there's little to no defense on either side of the ball here. Uh, it's going to be a fast pace. It's, it's a nice one to game stack if you want to have a look at this one as well. Uh, now, Number one thing to note here is that Russell Westbrook is probably not playing in this back-to-back. In fact, I expect him to be out, and that just uh, opens up serious burn for Howell Neto. Uh, when Beastbrook sits, Neto is uh, an automatic plug-and-play, basically, and what is he listed at here? 3,400. 3,400 for a starting point guard against Minnesota. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Thank you. It's a dream matchup. Um, so, yeah, 3,400. He's going to be chalk, but that may be chalk. You just have to eat. He had a, a really nice game the last time he started uh, for the Wizards as well. Uh, as far as Bradley Beal goes, it really doesn't seem to matter if Westbrook plays or not. Um, he, he's basically cooking at the moment. He's gone for 39, 54, and 39 DK points when Westbrook has been in the lineup. And then... Um, when when Westbrook sat that one game against the Magic, he, uh, Bill went for forty six. So there's no there's no fear playing him here. Uh, Ninety four hundred, yeah, I, I, that's around value. It's not a bad play. I, I'm not sure he goes much higher. Um, we did see some really big fantasy returns from him running this Wizards team by himself last year. So look, ninety four hundred, he could burn through that here against the Wolves. Uh, there is no defense coming at Beal from the Wolves side of the court, so I don't mind it. Um, I wouldn't go crazy. Uh, and again, 9400 you can pay 9100 I think it was, for Irving. So, yeah, um, that may be a bit of a, 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 not a fade, a pivot. You can probably pivot away from those guys and play some Beal, who will be definitely less owned out there. Uh, Rui Hachimura's back. Um, I'm waiting to see what happens with minutes there. Um, I started to like the look of Davis Bertans a little bit, but with, with Hachimura back, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Hachimura, but the Wizards are um, for whatever reason. They keep running him out there, and if that ends up a minute split, I don't want uh, anything to do with either of the, those dudes. Um, and Thomas Bryan at 6,300. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, which 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 Thomas Bryant are we getting? We're going to get the one who was regularly smashing out fantasy points last season, or the one that we've had here uh, early in this season? He's only got above thirty DK points once in four games. So, yeah, um, the minutes are in the thirties. That's not a problem. It's honestly, it's just there's no production. He's probably going to burn me one one of these days. But um, oh, there should be a smash spot. Naz Reed. Um, Timberwolves defense, like, just can't play Thomas Bryant. I will leave him out. Um, I guess the one thing to note here, though, Russell Westbrook is not playing, and Russell Westbrook is stealing rebounds. Um, 6,300, though, on Thomas Bryant. I am undecided there, and I think that means I probably just won't play him. Okay, uh, moving on to the Timberwolves. 
these guys got pants by the Lakers on Sunday, and then they got pants again by the Clippers on Tuesday. Um, hopefully, this game against the Wizards stays a little closer. You'd hope so. Carl um, Anthony Towns is still out, um, obviously, but Westbrook is probably out too. So he's hoping this one can stay a little close. Angelo Russell, we haven't seen much of an explosion yet from him, but he's been thereabouts. Uh, he had a wild stinker in the blowout against the Lakers, that's for sure. But really, he's been ringing up mid to high 30s for us in DK points. Uh, and that's been against uh, pretty difficult opposition most of the time. So I could see D'Angelo burning the Wizards tonight. Uh, he may come in a little under-owned as well. 7500 price tag. I don't think that's too much to stomach. I just have a feeling we could get one um, that we want here from from D'Angelo tonight. Carl Anthony Towns is out. Um, yeah, I like this. Uh, th- there's going to be, obviously, while Cat is out, the usage goes elsewhere, and Russell is the number one guy on this team. So I like him in the matchup against the Wizards uh, to have a good one here. Uh, Malik Beasley, no, I'll pass on him. Um, I probably want to look closer at Anthony Edwards, although 5,100 for a rookie guard who's coming off the benches yeah that's pretty tough as well it's, it's basically a timeshare with those two at the moment um they need you know a little bit of um experience from beasley but they want to get run into edwards as well and it's just a straight minute split so pass on that uh ricky rubio at 5200 that's probably a safer play um you know not a great deal of uh, upside with rubio um especially playing back up uh but if you if you want to game stack this game, I would be probably safer with Ricky Rubio than either of the other two guys that I've just talked about. We'll move past uh, Derek Culver and Josh Okogie because yuck. Um, just want to throw a little one out here. Uh, a name we may have to start paying attention to pretty soon is Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, he plays at the power forward spot. I'm not saying playing him here, but... It, the 21-year-old has picked up 15 minutes in both of the last two games. Uh, they were blowouts, um, but it's nice to see him out there, 15 minutes. He, he put up decent stat lines in both of them. Uh, he went for 26 and 21 DK points in only 15 minutes playing time apiece, which is very nice. 3,800, he is a punt, dart, throw kind of play. Naz Reed, uh, starting centre for the Wolves with Mr. Anthony Towns out of action. In, uh, look, in the games that Cat has been out with injury, Naz has been pretty underwhelming. Uh, Got to be noted that that was against the two LA teams, though. Uh, I went and grabbed him in a number of my um, fantasy leagues, and uh, yeah, unless something improves right here against the Wizards, who should not uh, be any kind of defensive stoppage, uh, he may go straight back to the waiver wire. He's just not getting it done. You've been warned, Naz. Um, the 5,200 price tag. That is nice for any starting centre. Uh, this may be the last time I play him. If he fails again, I will be tearing up his docket. Don't let me down, dude. Okay, moving on to the next one. The LA Lakers take on the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, that is an 8 p.m. kick uh, kickoff. Welcome to Aussie Rules Football. Uh, yes, it is an 8 p.m. tip-off. It is not a kickoff. 8 p.m. Eastern t- uh, time. Uh, the LA Lakers, questionable. LeBron James is questionable. We've got to keep an eye on that one. Uh, Alex Caruso is out. For the Spurs, questionable. LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, out. Quindari Weatherspoon. Sorry, guys. You will not be able to play Quindari Weatherspoon tonight. Oh, big news. Derek White is coming off of the injured list. Uh, he should be playing in this one. Um, look, I'm... I love Derek White. I, I can't wait to see him out there again, so that it's good to see him back. But like, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. Um, it's not a great matchup for either team fantasy-wise. I also don't think this, this stays that close. So I do have a few targets, but, yeah, uh, it, really, LeBron, 
the minutes have been ran up 35 minutes apiece in each of the last two. Here's $10,000 on DK. What have the returns been? 47 DK points in the first one. Uh, sorry, in the last one, which is the first of the two matchups here against the Spurs. Well, I'm probably not targeting LeBron here. He's got the questionable tag. Um, and Anthony Davis at 9,500. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this at that price for AD, but I'd probably pass on him as well, unless LeBron doesn't play. If LeBron plays, I'll have a little bit of Anthony Davis. Honestly, he's really not been getting close to that Um salary uh, in terms of fantasy output. I, I think I'm just maybe passing on both of these guys. We do have some um, slightly cheaper guys on the board who do present really, really strong fantasy value tonight. Um, so I think I'll probably head away. Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, 6700 That has been a great play so far this season, but that price is getting high. That's, that's too high for me. Um, I cannot see Dennis paying that off. Um, Wesley Matthews, yeah, he hit 18 actual points against the Spurs on Wednesday, but I'll pass on chasing that little outburst. Honestly, that is it for the Lakers for me. On the other side of the ball, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I'll keep it short here too, I think. Uh, I don't want much to do with any of these guys except for maybe a couple and DeJounte Murray at 6,900. Uh, he, he's been solidly in play Um Derek White coming back may hurt hurt him uh, in terms of usage a little bit. Um, but, yeah, look, I think Derek White will be on a, a, a pretty strong minutes limit here. So I still like DeJounte Murray here. It's against the Lakers' backcourt. Uh, we can target that. 6,900 is not a bad play. Uh, probably not expecting the same stat line we got uh, against the Lakers last time. He, he lit him up for 29-7-4 with three three-pointers. That, that's a nice fantasy return. But, uh, yeah, White coming back just caps the upside a little bit. Uh, also, White coming back completely ruins Lonnie Walker's upside, so you can stop playing that dude. Um, the other guy the guy here that I like is DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, against the Lakers, he put up 23, five boards, six assists, a steal and a block. Yeah, that's a pretty standard kind of stat line for DeRozan. LaMarcus Aldridge was out in that one and could be back here. But, look, 7300 for that kind of output from um, DeMar. I, I don't mind paying that price. Um, they're probably the only guys I'm looking at here on this Spurs team. Right, moving on to the other LA team. Uh, this game is at 9 p.m., and it is the LA Clippers versus the Utah Jazz. Uh, the LA Clippers, questionable Marcus Morris Sr. and out Jay Scrub. Quindari Weatherspoon's not playing. Jay Scrub isn't playing. Man, what what do we do? Uh, Utah, questionable. Derek Favors, out. Nobody for Utah is out. Uh, look, this should be a close game. The pace is going to be down. Um, I'm not overly interested in a ton of guys in this matchup. Uh, look, no, no surprises that both of these teams hold fantasy scoring pretty much in check. Um, there, there are a couple of decent targets, but I'm not getting too carried away in this one. Okay, so point guards. Um... Yeah, Patrick Beverly, no thank you um, on the Clippers side of the ball. Um, Mike Connolly and the Jazz have actually been giving up fantasy points at the point guard spot to start the season, but I am not playing Patrick Beverly even at 4,100. Okay, Paul George. So uh, this is a really tough one. Uh, 8700 that's a great price for Paul George. Um, you know, we know what he's capable of any given night. Uh, I just worry about this matchup and the pace. Um, the Jazz basically hold down the shooting guard spot nicely. They're, they're around mid-table there for fantasy points against. This is Paul George. Paul George, you know, he's been in and around the 40 DK point mark for most of these early games over a couple of times. 8700 against the Jazz. This is tricky. I'm probably going to grab him in a few lineups because he is playing like a beast at the moment. Um, I like him 
like everybody. Uh, more when Kawhi sits, but I pretty much expect Kawhi to play in this one. So, look, I probably just think there's better value elsewhere, uh, especially when he's facing Utah. Um, probably the same thing for Kawhi here. I, I don't think I like this matchup very much. The pace is going to be down. Uh, Kawhi might burn me here, but, uh, look, the Jazz have been pretty restrictive on the wings, um, or sorry, uh, the, uh, the small forward spot. So um, I, I think there's just better places to pl- to pay your money up. 9,200 against uh, the Jazz is tough. Uh, Nick Batum, 4,600. Uh, he will be facing, yeah, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is basically only out there on the Jazz floor for one reason, and that's to play defense. So Nick Batum's, ba- Batum's been a nice surprise this start of the season, uh, but at 4,600, I'll leave him alone against O'Neal. Um, Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, I don't mind him at this price. He's down here at, I don't have his price written. Apologies, guys. I must have liked the price because I do have it in my notes here. It's not an overly sexy play. Um, Yeah, he's coming off 30 and 35 DK points. So uh, I would want that salary, which I can't quite see at the moment, to be down around 7.5, something like that. Um, And, yeah, uh, look, Oh, we're on the uh, we're on we're on the Clippers side of the ball. So, Serge Ibaka, um, he may stretch Rudy Gobert to the three point line here a little. Um, thirty uh, fifty four hundred. I don't mind that play. It's not it's not a sexy play. Um, his last two games, he has actually netted thirty and thirty five DK point returns. So, uh, they were against Portland and the Wolves. There's not a huge amount of upside here against Gobert uh, unless Ibaka can hit some threes. Fifty four hundred. That's that's not a bad price for Serge Ibaka. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, moving across to the Jazz, uh, again, tough defensive matchup. The Clippers have holes in a couple of spots, but, yeah, it, it's tough to, to really look at too much here. I, I don't really want to play Mike Conley at 6,600. Uh, he, he's kind of been just going about it, about his business. He had, he had a really nice night against the Thunder. Um, he was an assist away from from a 20-point triple-double in that one, but that's a little bit of a uh, an outlier. Um 51 DK points. Look, he's building nicely. 6,600 against the Clippers. I'm probably just going to fade that. Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> 6,800. Yeah. He's facing Paul George, right? Yeah, I think as Micah Pottery, my, uh, my good buddy over there in Connecticut says, Donovan Mitchell at 6,800. You can kick rocks, mate. Um, it's a it's a low salary, no doubt about it. I just don't want anything to do with um, Clippers defense. So pass there. Uh, Rudy Gobert. 7,400, that looks pretty tasty. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned Serge Barker's going to probably get his shots from behind the three-point line at the other end of the floor. Um, Gobert has a real potential to just muscle Ibaka to pieces here. Um, he's going to be too big. Uh, he's going to be too big for Ibaka. He's going to be too strong for Zubat. Uh, I can see foul trouble coming here. Gobert has a, a real potential um, to to put up a decent stat line here, and 7,400 is just too cheap for Rudy, Rudy Gobert. So don't don't mind that play. In fact, I like that play very much. Okay, uh, just need to quickly break down a couple of things that are going on here at HoopBall, HoopBall Fantasy, HoopBall DFS and all that stuff. And the first thing we need to talk about is the bruise letter. Um, so that is uh, Aaron Brewski's um private email to your inbox which is amazing we, we're just going to pause it um it, it's free stuff everybody loves free stuff what's the stuff it's the bruise letter uh that is newsletter spelt with br at the front <laughs> um so yeah it's back it's fresh for 2021 um 
And our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with, I love this, his most intimate fantasy nuggets. Um, I always feel like we need Barry White music playing there. Um, the, the Bruce Letter is exclusive content. You cannot find this anywhere else. It's not on the HoopBall website. It is not in any of our podcasts. It is not on social media. Uh, it is only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. We love free stuff. Uh, just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. So that is B-R-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R-2-0-2-1. And sign up in 10 seconds. Uh, the site is bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. It is Aaron Bruski. It is Aaron Bruski straight into your inbox with the intimate fantasy nuggets. All right, let's uh, scream ahead here and uh, try and get this done. Um, Phoenix Suns versus Denver Nuggets, 9 p.m. ET. Uh, Phoenix, questionable, none out. Abdul Nader and Jalen Smith. Denver, questionable, Jamal Murray uh, is listed as questionable alongside Jermichael Green and Greg Whittington. Nobody's out for Denver. Uh, So this is a back-to-back in the true sense for the Suns. Gives me a little bit of pause on Chris Paul's minutes. Um, It's basically a difficult matchup for the Suns as well against a good defensive unit um, in Denver. So, look, it should be a little bit of fun. There's some big names here. Let's jump into it. The Suns. Yeah, okay. So, basically, there's one spot that I like to attack Denver, um, and it's probably no surprise that that spot is small forward. Michael Porter's junior, Michael Porter Jr.'s defense um, is, or well, lack of defense, is pretty well documented. And while he's out there, the Nuggets are vulnerable at the three. Will Barton off the bench is a better defender, but that's not the road the Nuggets are taking. So um, enter Mikhail Bridges. Look, I've kind of skipped um, the, the backcourt here. Straight to Mikhail Bridges at 5,700, who's been pretty trustworthy so far in this 2021 season. Pretty safe floor. Um, he's just hovering over or just under or just around 30 DK points most most nights out. Um, I think he's got a, a chance here to blow through that against um, pretty shoddy defense, the, the pretty shoddy defense of uh, MPJ. Chris Paul, look, he's just being held back a bit by the Suns coaching staff. This is an actual back-to-back. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets hold point guards in check right now. I, I'll just pass on that. Um, maybe if um, Murray's not out there, you can play a little bit of Chris Paul. Although, yeah, no, nah, I'm just... I'm a little bit sour on that at 6,800. Uh, Devin Booker at 8K. Been getting the minutes, not like Paul. Um, but just re- just the returns aren't there. Look, he's going to face Gary Harris, and that's another dude who's only out there for his defense right now because his shooting has just fallen off a cliff. Um, I'll probably look at Devin Booker when he's not facing the Nuggets. Thank you. I am struggling to find value on this team. Um, oh, Cam Johnson. He's been decent coming off the bench for Phoenix as well, and Again, that small forward position is one spot where the Nuggets give up plenty, 4,500. That would be a pivot off of Mikhail Bridges for sure. Um, Cheaper salary, 4,500. I'm not 100% sold on that. It's probably just a a pivot play. Um, Look, I haven't been too scared by centers facing Nikola Jokic this year, but uh, boy, DeAndre Ayton, uh, very underwhelming. I'm going to pass at 7K uh, until I see some kind of anything from this guy. Cameron Payne is just a nice little name to drop in here at 4400 uh, He is worth a small investment if you need to save some salary for spend-ups elsewhere. He's clearly got the backup minutes over Javon Carter now. Uh, yeah, just a, just a little dart throw there. Um, that's it for the Suns. Um, I'm going to pass on them largely. The Nuggets, though... 
All righty. Um, there is an obvious chalk play here that we simply have to pay attention to. So let's skip over the wings and the backcourt and just talk about the monster uh, that is Nikola Jokic. Uh, oh, man. 10-6. Ten, ten um, look, doesn't this guy normally start uh, NBA seasons really slowly and build into it? Well, that is not the case. He's, he's arguably the number one fantasy dude in the game right now. 10-6 is not uh, over the top at all for what Jokic is putting out there for us. And here are the stats that he has been putting out there for us. In the last four, 29, 15, and 14, 24, 9, and 10, 19, 12, and 18, and 26, 11, and 12. Holy crap. Um, just pay up. That's the number one pro- uh, high-priced um Play on slate for me, and DeAndre Ayton's little head is going to be spinning. Uh, move on, play him, and move on. Um, I'm probably not p- paying uh, 6700, even though that is fairly low for Jamal Murray. Uh, he is questionable. He's been pretty underwhelming to start the season. Look, he could go off here, but I'm not taking that chance. Um, I've been more high on Monte Morris at. Uh, a much cheaper salary coming off the bench for the Nuggets. Um, they clearly love this guy. Forty-seven hundred. Uh, this is a good punt play uh, for a little for a little while. If he's going to stay around this this kind of salary, um, he's been getting close to thirty minutes off the bench for the Nuggets. So uh, that's what we love in a backup point guard. Minutes, minutes, minutes. Um, this salary is just not caught up to his output. Uh, he's fully in play. If you need that salary saving option, Porter Jr. and Will Barton. Yeah, no, this is this is up against the Suns' small forward defense. You've got Mikhail Bridges, and you've also got Cam Johnson. Um, these guys are really good uh, wing defenders. I'm not playing uh, Porter or Barton. Barton's Barton's at fifty five hundred. That's that's a decent play off the bench. Um, he is still getting decent minutes. He can still, um, you know, put up. Scores in bunches. He grabs rebounds. He gets a few assists. A couple of defensive stats. And fifty five hundred is not a bad play for Will Barton. But I will leave MPJ off the board at seven seven k. I think. Uh, and Paul Millsap. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know what's going on with this guy. It looks like the usage and and almost everything's just evaporated for this guy. All right. Sorry, just a quick little breather there. Portland Trailblazers. This is the last game. Um, Portland Trailblazers versus Golden State Warriors. Uh, this is a late game, 10.30 p.m. And Portland, we have questionable Gary Trent Jr. And out, Zach Collins is still out uh, and now has had surgery on an ankle, I think, as well. So you would unlikely we see him all season. Uh, and Nassau Little is also out for Portland. Uh, Golden State, questionable. We have Eric Pasha- Pascal. Pascal. Let's go with that. Uh, out, Marky Chris. Marky Chris. Clay Thompson, oh, these dudes are both out for the season. We know that already. Uh, big news uh, coming back into the lineup here. Draymond Green looks like he will play. Um, so, look, this is a nice game. We can target some high-priced stars, some young guns, um, yeah, and a lot of positions that will give up fantasy points. So let's rip through it. For the Blazers, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, that's that's pretty high-priced, 9800 uh, Normally, it wouldn't be for Damien, but, uh, yeah, he has definitely struggled with his shot. Um, he, he picked it up again and, and found his shot in a couple of games, and then against the Clippers yesterday, uh, sorry, yesterday my time, Wednesday, uh, it, it just went back into the bin again. I, I don't know what's going on with him right now. I'm not paying 9800 uh, at the moment. Um the war, uh, CJ McCollum. Sorry, guys. CJ McCollum. Uh, Eighty four hundred is too cheap for CJ McCollum right now. Um, he's actually outputting more fantasy production than Dame, which is uh, a little surprising to start the season. It's usually the other way around. Um, lowest output for the year so far: thirty six DK points. Eighty four hundred. Do the maths again. Um, that's his lowest. That's his floor. Um, so yeah. 
39 on Wednesday against the Clippers. That's a tough matchup to still get to 39, and this is not the Clippers. This is the Warriors. So um, he's cooked the lower teams. He cooked the Rockets, um, and oh, he cooked the Lakers as well for 50. So, look, uh, I like him again here. I like this price tag. Um a lot of it is uh, scoring dependent for CJ, but look, ride the hot hand. Um, that seems to be just a little bit too cheap for him against the Warriors. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, uh, minutes, please. Uh, we need minutes before we go anywhere near him. Um, that 6,700 would normally be lock and low pricing for Nurk, but yeah, not not when he's playing such low, low minutes. I would much rather... Uh, 6,700 versus 4,700 for Ennis Cantor. So yeah, I would much rather play Ennis Cantor at 4,700 off the bench. Um, look, honestly, it's probably right around value for Ennis Cantor. Um, Draymond Green is back for the Warriors. He's going to play mostly power forward, but he will still get some center minutes. So, uh, yeah, it, it becomes a tougher matchup now that Draymond's back in the in the, um, in the the squad for the Warriors. So largely passing on Nurkic uh, and mostly passing on Ennis Cantor as well. Uh, Robert Covington, struggling to find his feet. Um, I'll, I'm going to leave him out here against Draymond Green especially. Uh, even at 4600 which is a crazy low price for Rocco, uh, I just can't play him. So uh, I think there's just better value plays on the ball than that. Um, Derek Jones Jr., 3800 uh, That is basement level pricing for a starting dude, but he's only averaging mid-teen uh, DK points um, in all of his starts, so I'll just pass there. Um, and Carmelo Anthony. I, I watched this game against uh, the, the Clippers on Wednesday, and it looked like he was flying. Flying. Looked like it was Carmelo of old. Uh, looked at the stats afterwards. He gave us 23 DK points. And so, yeah, just pass on Carmel- Carmelo for the uh, most part. Last team, guys. Here we go. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry. That is not a great matchup uh, against Dame Lillard. Uh, he's only reached value for this 9,600 price tag once. Once in four outings. Uh, yeah, I'd probably rather play Dame um, at $200 more on the other side of the ball, to be honest. Um Andrew Wiggins at 6,900. Yeah, that's a better option. Uh, he, he actually toasted Chicago with 19, 9, 4, a block, and four three-pointers, and then backed that up against the Pistons uh, with 27, 7, 3, three blocks, a steal, and another four three-pointers. So dude is on fire. Uh, those defensive numbers are pretty high for Wiggins, but he's still a pretty good chance to clean up some of the glass, Click, keep rolling with the threes against the Warriors, and, and drop a few dimes in here as well. I like I like Wiggins as a middle um, part of the pack play here. Um, um, 6,900, that's that's not too bad for Andrew Wiggins. Kelly Oubre. Mm. 5,800. Oh, the shooting may come back. It should come back. It's another mid-tier option for us. Um, he finally found some field goal percentage against the Pistons. I don't mind him here. Portland haven't really slowed down either forward spot um, yet in this 2021 season, so Oubre isn't completely in a bad spot at 5,800. Uh, probably pay slightly more for Wiggins if I had to choose between the two. So, yeah, uh, Wiggins over Oubre. Fantasy points at power forward. Um the Blazers have been giving up a stack of them, um, but yeah, Draymond Green, uh, he's coming back in. His minutes are probably going to be pretty low. Um, him coming back in completely wipes the slate for Eric Pascal. Um, uh, yeah, I will only play um, that guy if Draymond sits from here on in. Uh, and I love watching James Wise- Wiseman play ball. This kid can obviously play, uh, but yeah, I don't want him on my rosters at 5,300 against the Blazers. Uh, center is the one place where they are actually stopping production. Nurkic, Cantor, it's not surprising that they're not giving up fantasy points there. I will pass on James Wiseman tonight. 
think that's it. That is it. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, that was a bit of a long one. It is a 10-game slate. Uh, no one to bounce off here, but we got there. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Terrain72. That's T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. Come on over there, guys. Give us a follow. Ask ask questions. Interact. Um, I love fantasy. I'll talk fantasy all day. If you want to throw questions at me, no problems at all. Um, and just after we finish recording, I'll be posting my DFS uh, delivery article very soon for this slate. Uh, it's it's going to be up on the Hoopball website in, inside a couple of hours, so go check that out as well. Um, and that is at hoop-ball.com, and you are looking for the DFS delivery. Uh, yeah, pretty much everything I've mentioned here on this 10-game slate will be up in that article. Um, it's nice to have something over Open and something you can read as you're doing your lineups. Um, you know, a podcast can go, you know, kind of in one ear and out the other, especially when it's a 10-game slate. So having the DFS delivery open in front of you just retouches on everything we've talked about here. It's a good way to do things. Hey, guys, subscribe to DFS today on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you love to listen to your podcast. And please, if you could just take a few seconds to give us a five-star review. Um, look, it's a tiny thing for you guys, but it means a whole heap over here to us. We'd love you guys to do that for us. And, dudes, that is a wrap. Uh, love you all. Thanks for listening in. Happy New Year's, everyone. This has been a hoop ball presentation.